Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the... What's the name of this podcast again? It's been a while. Based on Bias. Ah, yes. Based on Bias podcast. I'm Gage, joined with... Jeremiah, and our guest for the week. Uh, my name's Holden. What's up? It's good to be here. The prove Gage wrong, so his we're name, here. His name is Holden. Uh, this week, we're going to be ranking the top five NBA players for the 2022 season. Um, I already expect uh, Curry to be overhyped in this list and LeBron to be down on pe- these people's lists just because they want to make me upset. Um, but to start us off this week, I'm going to start us off with um, Song of the Week. Song of the Week this week is My Storm by Tom the Mailman. This song is a song that I talked about two weeks ago on our podcast that we recorded and the file got corrupted. Shout out Bo for recording for almost an hour and a half. We love you, Bo. We're sorry that it got corrupted. Please come back. <laughs> Definitely wasn't my fault. Um, but this song is uh, great. <laughs> this song is a. Um, I love this artist, even though he has a really weird name, Tom the Mailman. He does a great job of implementing guitar, uh, melodic rap, and just all those different types of genres into one. And he does a great way of mu- uh, mushing them together. And he has a quite a few songs that I really like. Um, Jeremiah, we go to the verse of the day. Yes, before I say the verse of the day, though, I will say one fact. You know who else's nickname used to be the Mailman? Carl Malone. So. Song of the Week is affiliated in no way with Carl Malone. Just wanted to throw that out there. Um, Carl Malone is a great NBA player. I will say that. Though. And he's an awful person. <laughs> but we're not going to get into that today. All right. And then the verse, the Bible passage of the week is Philippians 3, 12 through 14. I'm going to just read it real quick. Not that I've already attained, ob- obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward, straining towards what lies ahead. I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Then this verse just adds really sentimental value to me. I have it tatted on my arm because I use it a lot as a reminder just that we're all imperfect and we're all striving towards the same thing as Christians to be more like Christ and that it's something that we won't obtain, that we'll never live up to, that all it is with the Christian walk, it's being like Christ. We're never going to be him because that's the ultimate reason why we need him. And then we always press forward towards the goal and becoming more and more sanctified and not dwelling on the past, whether it's our past sins, our past lives, or whatever else it is, that we strain forward towards him and knowing that what he has in store is better than whatever we have done. So that's the passage of the week. And then if y'all are ready, let's dive into the top five. Yep, we're going to get started. Um, so we're going to be ranking the top five, but to begin, we're going to give some uh, honorable mentions. We're gonna, Each person's going to give like two, maybe three, maybe more, maybe less, however they're feeling, that didn't make their top five. Uh, Holden, you want to start us off? Of course. So... A couple guys that I have for my honorable mentions in no particular order, it's Joel Embiid, LeBron James, and Kawhi Leonard. Um, That is preposterous. (laughs) Um, Go ahead. Actually, I don't want even us to say ours. Explain to me why LeBron's not in your top five. Before he says uh, his honorable mentions, I would like to say those are also my honorable mentions. Great minds think alike. What can I say? No, y'all are idiots. Do you want to hear the argument? Yeah, go ahead. That's okay. Just, that's just your biased opinion. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, so. He scored 30. And he played three games last year. <laughs> that, that is okay. not true. That is not true. That was true. actually closer to like 45. Yes, exactly. And it, he had he had the worst supporting cast in the entire league last that, season. Nah. Nikola Jokic. Wrong. LeBron had the worst supporting cast last year. It, Jokic's second best player was Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon is a quality player. Okay. He has Anthony Davis. I, I did not. I'm not counting Anthony Davis. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's fair. I wouldn't blame you for that. Day two Davis. I'm not counting him. Anyways, <laughs> uh, continue your explanation. So, again, so this is, I'm not, this is not me trying to be a LeBron hater. He's the second greatest basketball player ever. Great career. However, at this point in his career, he's just not a top five NBA player anymore. You know? Yes, he scored a lot of points. However, 
Most of those were in meaningless games where he was simply just padding stats. His defense has fallen off a cliff uh, these past couple of years, and he just can't stay healthy. And I so will, that's why I don't have him in there. Okay, I see what you're saying, but LeBron is still top five scorer in the NBA today. LeBron also is one of the top playmakers in the game today. And, okay, let me ask you a question. Okay. You're playing a basketball game, right? Uh, and you have a team full of people that are awful at defense and are not even trying to play defense. Would you even attempt to play defense? Well, yeah, if I care about winning. Okay, respectable. But me, well, that's the thing I that happens, would hey, not that's care. That's the thing that happens with LeBron, though. When he's in a situation he doesn't like, he gives up. That doesn't mean he's a bad basketball player. That doesn't say- mean he's not top five. Top six in the league currently is not saying that somebody's a bad basketball player. I just, think not, there's play, I just think there's players that are better than him. I respect your opinion, but it's wrong. Okay. I mean, there you go. All right, who are the other people? <laughs> I usually saw LeBron and saw Red. Um, <laughs> if I had to rank it, I'd probably put LeBron at seven, but you, uh, Embiid six, and then Kawhi's eight. I just feel like he needs to be mentioned just because, I mean, he's Kawhi Leonard. He's good. He just hasn't played. Yeah. Uh, I don't – I would put Kawhi as one of my honorable mentions, but I'd even consider him just because he's been injured so much recently. So I'd even think about him. I'm gonna be honest. And who are, who are yours exactly? LeBron James, uh, Joel Embiid, and Kawhi Leonard. Okay, so my honorable mentions. I have I only have two. I got uh, KD at six and Embiid at seven. So I think those are fair. Because mm. because I have LeBron in there. Katie's knocked out, and because y'all don't have LeBron in there, I'm assuming Katie's going to be in y'all's. No, he's like 20. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, KD, just like uh, my top 10 all-time, isn't top 10 currently in the NBA. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I was about to roast the crap out of you, man. <laughs> I know basketball a little bit. You don't like what I know about basketball or my opinions on it, but I know. So do we want to move on to number one, consensus number one? Like, Do we just want to get out the way? No. No. No? I think we should go five to one. Okay, five. Who do you have at five? Uh, If I'm going first, I have Kevin Durant. Okay. Kevin Durant. (laughs) All right, I have the uh, back-to-back MVP, Jokic, at five. What? (laughs) Why? Um, Because I just believe the players ahead of him impact winning basketball more than him. How? Well, I'll just give you a hint. In no particular order, these players I have ahead of them are LeBron, Luka, Curry, and Giannis. I believe those four players contribute to winning basketball more than Jokic. How many games did LeBron win on the Lakers this past year again? Like, we're talking LeBron about right also, now. LeBron currently. played injured and had the worst supporting cast on his team. That's a, I, I feel no remorse with that because that's his own fault for trading for Russell Westbrook. In which Westbrook did start playing a bit better um, towards the end of the year. I also condemn the Russell Westbrook trade before it happened, when it happened, after it happened. I knew it was going to be awful. I just think if anybody logically watched Russell Westbrook play th- the past three seasons before we traded for him would know it was an awful fit. Um, but we're moving past that. I just think Jokic, yes, he's an incredible scorer. Yes, he's an incredible like you offensive runner around like running an offense, he's a great rebounder. I think he averaged 13 last season. Like he's a top five player. Obviously, we're I'm talking about this, but I just believe the players above him are like slightly better than him. Like I'm taking Luca offensively over Jokic, and they're both both adequate defensive players. Uh, Curry is Curry, best shooter of all time. If you have your offense offense around Curry, you're going to win games. LeBron, greatest player of all time, and then Giannis is Giannis. He is a beast. Um, I just feel like those players together are all better at winning basketball than him. So my biggest thing is that, okay, so if Jokic isn't impacting winning on a high level, his team won 48 games last season without Jamal Murray or Michael Porter Jr. If he's not impacting winning, who is on that team? I'm not saying he's not impacting winning. I'm saying the guys ahead of him are impacting more. He's still impacting winning at a high level, just not as much as the people ahead of him, in my opinion. I feel like he makes all the all the guys on his team significantly better. I mean, yes, honestly, as so does LeBron. I don't believe that really. LeBron, with his worst supporting cast, would have been able to make that push to even make the play-in. 
But then the Pelicans, when they had like 20 wins with like 30 games left, pushed past the Lakers to not even for them to even make the play in. You're saying impacting winning basketball. The Lakers ended up with the 11, 11 seed in the West. How is that impacting winning basketball if they couldn't even make a top 10 seed in the Western Conference? So, most of the, I'm going to be realistic here. I'm going to be honest. When I think about LeBron, when I rank LeBron, I don't think about the past year. I throw it out the window, I'm going to be honest. Because <laughs> I don't want to think about it. Um, but I'm looking, I'm, we're ranking these players looking into the, the season coming up. I think LeBron and the team they've orchestrated around LeBron is going to be better. I think LeBron's going to, better than last year. Don't look at me that way. He's, the team's going to be better than last year. They're going to make the playoffs this season. Maybe like, uh, they're going. I I have him making like eight or seven seed. Um, if AD is healthy for majority of the year, yes. But if not, I that's not going to happen. Okay, you cannot tell me that. Okay, first of all, they need to give up the picks. I don't care about the picks. I don't care. It's the Lakers. You're going to get prime free agents no matter whenever you want them. It's in Los Angeles. I think we should trade the two picks and Russell Westbrook for Buddy Heald, Miles Turner. I think we should make that trade. And you cannot tell me a starting lineup of, okay, Patrick Beverly or Kendrick Nunn when his knees healed from. No, Kendrick Nunn doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> He's not from, real. From kneeing on coffee table, um, <laughs> Buddy Heald, uh, LeBron, AD, and Miles Turner. You can't tell me that is not an elite starting five. It's a good starting five. However, honestly, like not to get on a whole tangent about the Indiana Pacers because they're irrelevant in this podcast, but at least this episode. Facts. But. I don't see why Indiana would make that trade. I just feel like they can get better offers I mean, from other teams. I'm not worried if the Indiana would make the trade. They said they're willing to make the trade if the Lakers give two, give up two picks. They said that. Although that was like over a month ago when they said it. I don't know if they'll still agree to it. If they agree to it, I'm all for it as a Lakers fan. I don't care. If they do it, let us finesse them. It's okay. I mean, they're just trying to be awful for uh, I mean, Wimbanyama, but I mean, I can respect that. I can respect that. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, I mean, I don't want to sit here and dog Jokic all day. I just think he's better than the player. I mean, the players ahead of him are better than him, in my opinion. I think the players ahead of him are going to project to be better than him in this season, if that makes sense. Well, if you're saying that they're going to be better with this upcoming season, you're applying hypotheticals into the situation, not about what has already happened within the play- within the past regular season in the playoffs. Because you also look – Jokic was doing everything he could during that series with the Warriors to win. And like you said, like with LeBron not having a supporting cast, he had zero help during that series. Zero help whatsoever. Best player playing during that series with him was probably Monte Morris. Monte Morris is... And Monte Morris would probably be like the sixth best player on the Lakers. Sixth? No, he'd be like fourth probably. Yeah. But you're, you're overrating the Lakers right now. Thanks, by the way. But so just for context, what Jokic averaged in the playoffs last year: thirty-one, thirteen, six, two steals and a block on fifty-eight percent shooting. I mean, there's only so much you can do. But I don't know. Jokic's impact on how he makes his teammates better is that he is the engine of that Nuggets team. You know, he is the one that drives everything. The only reason why they're able to do anything the past year or two with Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. being in and out with injuries is because of him. You know, him averaging 27, 14, and 8. Mm-hmm. Well, that's just ridiculous numbers. Great efficiency, being able to make his teammates better, improving as a defender because that was the thing that people could get out of him. It's like, oh, well, he's not a good defender. He's average, I would I, say. I wouldn't say good. He's average. He's not going to get cooked. Uh, if he's on the perimeter, he's getting cooked. Well, that's well. I mean, he's a seven. He's seven foot, two hundred ninety yeah. pounds. I mean, you don't want him on the perimeter. Well, but. that's also why wings are looked at as better as the best position in basketball because they can. Anyways, keep going. I don't know. I just think Yogi's just too low. I mean, I can respect that. I mean, I had like literally like my two through five. You can you can switch them all around. I'm gonna be honest, but like it's it, it was hard for me to actually rank them in the way that I, I couldn't. It took me a while to figure it out. And I was just like slight little things put players ahead of each other. I think two through five are so close. 
But at the end of the day, I just had Jokic at five. Well, yeah, I mean, like, honestly, with one through seven, it's just splitting hairs, Yeah, honestly. So, because, like, people will bring up, like, oh, you have Jokic at five, he's back-to-back MVP winners. But MVP, to me, is very situational-based. Because there's every season, there's seven or eight players, or even more, that are maybe ten players that are MVP-worthy, MVP-playing. But because of certain situations, like having another – um, great player next to you that takes down your stats a little bit or maybe not having enough wins on your team. Like, it takes you out of the MVP race. But I feel like there's always a lot of players that are MVP close to winning it every season. I feel like it's a lot of situational-based. Although I think Jokic played out of his mind and deserved those MVPs, but I think there's four players I would pick to have on my team over him for next season. And. I could see that in some ways and everything. The the one thing that I'm that I was hung up on with uh you having Jokic that low was the winning basketball when he was impacting winning as much as he could. Mm-hmm. The other players above they were at various levels. But again like you're bringing up supporting cast with other stuff like Again, his supporting cast was not there. Like, they had nothing going for them throughout the... Well, when I say impact winning, I'm not necessarily only talking about regular season. I'm talking about playoffs as well. So, last season, was it first round they lost to the Warriors? And don't bring Holden. Don't even bring up about LeBron not even making it. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> we already mentioned it. So I was going to say anything. There's, there's no reason to bring it up again. Um and the re- in the playoff success they had in the bubble is extremely like a lot of the credit if not most of the credit should go to Jamal Murray the way he played i would say it beats 50-50 okay even if it is 50-50 the way lebron won the ship in the bubble it's not 50-50 with him and ad uh i would disagree it's not 50-50 uh the anthony davis is really good in the bubble he the, was. the bubble was very fluky as it is but Don't. Anthony, I as a as a Pelicans fan who I still have disdain for Anthony Davis's character, I will admit that he was great. He was great in the bubble. But I think LeBron had a much bigger contribution to that ring. I think there's an argument that he was more valuable than okay. LeBron. I think there's an argument there. Whenever you bring up the bubble, though, like it's you can only use so much of that information. T.J. Warren was dropping thirty on people's heads like every day. Okay. And we have someone in the league that does that, like all the like. There's a, always a player that breaks out like that every day, like for games. Straight, I didn't mean every day. I mean, like, there's always a player, yeah, like a year that breaks out like that. Yeah, but that was during a small increment of time. And also, again, just to emphasize, we're talking about players like right now how they're playing. Mm-hmm. Bringing up the bubble does not go into the situation at all because one. That was before Jokic took that next step to become an MVP. Mm-hmm. So you can't use that Jokic much in the information. And well, also with LeBron, he was healthier back then because of the bubble, even with his older age, that that applies into his status too. And if we would do a 2020 uh, ranking of the top five NBA players, people would also throw probably AD in there, not have Curry in there because he was hurt. Because Curry was so, hurt through the, out the entire year. So you can't use that information with us talking about right here, right now, like today, who's better? The reason I brought up the information is because I was thinking playoff success, and I thought of Jokic that year having playoff success. Last season, he didn't have playoff success. Um, the year before, between the bubble and last year, wh- how far did they get? The, se- the second round. Second round. So Jamal Murray didn't play, though. Yeah, so not necessarily having playoff success then either. So that was whenever I was bringing up the, when you brought up the winning basketball argument. Mm-hmm. The guys ahead of him have shown that they are playoff players. They show up when it is needed. I'm not saying Jokic doesn't show up. I'm just saying they've won in the playoffs more than Jokic. I think also another thing that's important in this discussion is I think the reason one of the reasons why I have Jokic so high up is that he's his ability to stay healthy. You know, his ability to play night in and night out like he doesn't miss a lot of games like LeBron Durant Joel Embiid like honestly that's a big reason like that's one of the big reasons why Joel Embiid and LeBron James aren't in my top five and that's why I was really close to like because for Kevin Durant Embiid was like splitting hairs because Durant only played 55 games last year too but it's a fact that it's great how talented you are but 
if you're not able to be on the court and you miss games consistently with injuries, then how valuable are you? And even with Embiid, I found a stat the other day that of all the playoffs that he's been to his entire career, only once has he never missed a game due to an injury in the playoffs. So that's why, for me, he was in top five. Because I'm like, I can't count on you in the playoffs to stay in there. Jokic is consistent in the playoffs. And the majority of times where he's been there, he hasn't had a healthy team. You know, he hasn't had Jamal Murray the past two playoffs. He hasn't, didn't have Michael Porter Jr. And he's not – not to disrespect Nuggets, so they're not garbage cans. They have a lot of solid NBA players. Mm-hmm. But I think, think it's unfair to Jokic – to say, oh, well, because you didn't make it past the first round this year when you played a team that was better than you, that, oh, we're we'll holding that against you. Because you can hold that same argument to Kevin Durant this year. He played against the Celtics or a better team. Oh, you're not. Well, Kevin Durant also played like complete garbage. It's that That's true. That's a different argument. But also, I mean, that's, you can argue the same thing with Giannis. Oh, you didn't make it past the second round this year. That's because Middleton was hurt. And honestly, if Middleton was healthy, the Bucs would have probably gone back-to-back. Yeah, they definitely would have gone back-to-back. I agree to disagree. But and also, you started bringing up Kevin Durant. Uh, that brings us into Holden and I had Kevin Durant at five. And then what are your thoughts on that with him being at five, Gage, since you're the only one with Kevin Durant? Wait, no. With, yeah, with Kevin Durant not on the list. Yeah, right. So KD was six for me. Um, it was basically just I'm switching LeBron in, and y'all are switching LeBron out. That's all it essentially is. KD is, in my opinion, the greatest scorer of all time. Um, he still is scoring at that level. Uh, he can still shows that he can still carry teams. Um, I think it's going to be – a lot of people are underestimating the Nets this season. I think they're going to be a very winning basketball team, top three seed in the East maybe. Um, I think they're going to be good if him and Kyrie commit, which they've both said they committed to this season at least. Um, I think they're going to be a great winning basketball team. And in the playoffs, if um, KD doesn't get shut down again, he's proven that he is a playoff player. I feel like KD is one of the – I mean, he was 10 in my top 10 greats of all time. Um, I just feel like the players ahead of him are better than him. But like I said, two through five, really two through six, I, I wouldn't include Embiid in those players. But two through six for me is like it can it can go either way, really. I just – this is – just happened the way I felt this day, how I'm going to rank them today. Yeah, and I would agree with that too because, like, not gonna lie, I was close to putting LeBron in there over KD, but I put him in there just because KD's team, even though he did have the better team throughout the year, cause even though Kyrie, I don't know how many games he played and how many games AD played, they were both in and out inconsistently, and James Harden was a shell of himself when he was in Brooklyn. But – so KD was playing really well during the regular season. And also we got to look at, like, KD was absolutely horrible during that uh, playoff series, quote-unquote. But it was absolutely horrible compared to, like, past years when he was just absolutely insane. Like, he was shooting under uh, 400 for the first time in his career in a playoff series. But, and also you got to look at uh, Kyrie wasn't fully himself yet within that series. Kyrie played worse than KD, in my opinion. He, yeah. But Kyrie's not close to the top five, so I'm not bringing him up too much. Mm-hmm. And then, like, he had to do so much within already being hyper-tired with having to carry his team to the playoffs and everything else. Even though, again, he had a better supporting cast than, I would say, than Jokic and LeBron. But Holden, why did you had KD at five? Um, I mean, just because, I mean, he's I mean, it's Kevin Durant. I mean, he guy, he averaged... 30, what was it? 29.9, I think. We're going to round up. So 30, yes. Averaging 37 and 6. I mean, I think still elite efficiency. He's fallen off a little bit defensively due to his lower body injuries. One of the biggest things that took him down for me again is just the health. I mean, towards Achilles, was it three or four years ago? And then even before this past season, 35 games. Then this year he played 55 games. So I think it's just... The health. But, I mean, honestly, that – I mean, he did a lot, as Jeremiah mentioned, to carry that Nets team. Kyrie played 29 games that season. James Harden, he played about half the year, but he was in and out with injuries and – well, in, in, yeah, injuries, quote-unquote. Rappers. I mean, Dave Joe Harris, who was a big part of that team last season, he only played, like, 14 games before he had ankle surgery. Blake Griffin's now a shell of himself. Like, Is he on a team? Anybody pick him up? No, he's still a free agent. Maybe the Kardashians will pick him up again. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know about that. But, 
Yeah, the, the Nets last year were just a weird situation. I, I do agree. I think they're going to be a really good team. I would have to sit down and think about where they rank because I think as people give as much crap people give Ben Simmons, I mean, he's still a good basketball player, yep. and he's going to help them out a lot. He's going to impact their winning basketball tremendously, in my opinion, the way that he's going to play around their star players. And I think because I think if you asked me this question last year where Kevin Durant ranked, I don't think it's crazy to say that he was the best player on the planet after what he did in the playoffs. I, I would have disagreed, but I wouldn't have hated that opinion. I was almost there. Honestly, I was. he's probably one or two for me, but due to the health and due to the cl- decline defensively, he just dropped down for me. And also his playoff performance against, which I mean, like I gave him a pass for it to a certain extent. Cause I'm like, okay, but he still played bad. So that's why he's down mm-hmm. for me. So there's multiple factors. And then let's just move along to our number four on our list. And then for me, I have Luka Doncic at number four. I also have Luka. I also have Luka. Hey, okay. So we're all in an agreement. So we could just briefly talk about Luka and why we have him at this spot. I would say just, Again, like a lot of what we talk about is supporting cast. Not gonna lie, sorry Connor Farrell, but Luca's supporting cast is absolutely garbage. They would. Be, I disagree. I disagree. They would be tanking for Victor Wambanyama if Luca wasn't on that team. Like they, they aren't all that. I think they have a decent supporting cast. I'm not gonna lie. I feel like uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. Um, Finney Smith is gonna. He's uh, Finney Smith, in my opinion, is a quality starter NBA player. I really like him and the way that they use him in their offense. Yes, they lost Jalen Brunson. I understand that. Um, but I feel like their supporting cast compared to other teams is adequate, in my opinion. So this is my question. Who is the Mavericks' second-best player? Oh. Well, if you're saying currently right now, it's Christian Wood with that trade that they made. Pob, probably. I, During, I think I think Christian Wood is highly overrated, but I don't uh, feel like giving Christian Wood discord on this podcast, <laughs> so I'm going to um, refrain. I agree with the overrated, not the highly. I think he's a good scorer of the basketball. The fact that he's not going to be able to play playoff basketball because he cannot play defense is what I think he's overrated for. I, I think I heard reports that they're going to start JaVale, and he's coming off the bench in a contract really? year. I, people were saying that they signed JaVale McGee to be the starter. I mean, they gave him like three years yeah, and a I decent really, amount of money. I really like that signing. I feel like that was one of the underrated signings of the I'm not saying, and like the, the Mavericks, they have a lot of solid role players, but yeah. essentially the entire offense is Luka controls everything. And I mean, that, that's why, I mean, that's why Kristaps is going to be there. Who I think Kristaps is a solid NBA player. Like, he's good. He just doesn't fit in the system because if you're not cool with just staying in the corner and shooting threes or getting dunks, Get out because Luka Doncic, he's that dude. Yeah, he is that dude. Um, like I could, I honestly, I could, I like the idea of Christian Wood coming off the bench. Just him being a high volume six man is going to be very productive, in my opinion, against the second, second, um, second unit, second units uh, for the time that he's going to be coming off the bench, and then maybe he can help you close out games too. Um, just have another score on the court, but it would be bad because he doesn't play defense. So I'm just I'm interested to see how they use him. And, just don't start him at the four. Don't do it. You don't think he's a four? I like him at the four better than the no, five. No, he's no. Christian Wood hasn't played a meaningful game of basketball in his entire <laughs> NBA career. So I'm just waiting to see what happens. Okay, I I would agree to an extent with what y'all were saying, but also I was saying like currently right now because also all a lot of the role players that the Mavericks have like they're interchangeable for a two. I would say during that playoff series in this past year, especially towards the end of the year, it was Jalen Brunson was the two. I would say now it's probably Dinwiddie, I guess. Dinwiddie probably, or you could also make a case for Hardaway. But, and again, either way, that being your two and then them making it to the Western Conference Finals, even though you could see that they were outmatched by the Warriors, like that's something to be said about Luka's job with carrying and how Gage has been saying, impacting winning basketball. So well, the big thing with the Mavericks game plan is that, and you saw in the playoffs, it's like if we're hitting our threes, you're not beating us. Yeah. But if we're not hitting our threes and Luca has to do everything, then we're beatable. Rockets esque, which the Rockets would have beat the Warriors if that game did not happen. Where yeah. They missed, what was that twenty seven threes in a row? Yeah. yeah. And like the big thing like with Luca, because I was thinking about maybe not putting him in top five. Like the playoff run, like when I looked more at it, I was like, yeah, he's top five. I mean, he's. He's that man. He's that. He's he's got that dog in him. Shout out Zach Wilson. So, I mean, this so in the playoffs, he averaged. He averaged thirty-two points, ten rebounds, six assists, two steals, and a block on forty-six, thirty-five, seventy-seven splits. I mean, 
that two steals is wild for Luca. Yeah, I mean he's not he's not a good he's not a great defender. I mean honestly, he gets he's improved a little bit. He can still get hunted a little bit just because like he's a bigger guy and like he's he's just not very good at like moving laterally. Like he doesn't get bullied and he's a good rebounder. And in that sense, I think he can be well potentially as like a team defender. But really, the big thing for Luca is that the thing that's going to get him to continue to go to the next level is just being more efficient. If he can get up to, I don't think he's ever gotten um, above fifty percent from the field in his career. Let me double check. That. No, he hasn't. He hasn't. But he's also shot like a good amount of threes per game. Nine last season. Eight, nine, seven. So yeah, I mean he he takes a lot of difficult shots, and I just think if the three ball can get more consistent and he can get the free throws down, because sometimes the trying to watch the free throws in the playoffs is a struggle. Yep. And so if he can get those down, I don't think it's crazy in the next year or two to say that he's the best player in the NBA. Oh, yeah, not at all. And you also got to look at he's by far the youngest person on this list. Yep. How old is he? 23. 23. Like, he still has – this is going to be his league in three to five years. Luka's going to be top ten all time by the time he retires, in my opinion. We'll see. Is the man that doesn't have Curry in his top ten right now? Yeah, okay. I I just don't like to make those type of takes. This is something something I wanted to bring up. I know this is gonna make you very happy. I've I've done some more research. And I, I think I'm gonna swap out KD and Curry. So KD's ten and KD is eleven in my list. I'm so happy. I should have been so on happy. that podcast episode. <laughs> I was gone. It's fine. Um, but um, I, I do think Luca by the time he retires is gonna be top ten, and I think Giannis is already on the way. Like he is top. Would you say he's top twenty all time already? Like, there's an argument to it. I would, 20 to 25, I think is a fair range. There, there's an argument to be made, but I would say just not yet. And that takes a lot of research with looking looking into that. Because there are so many people interchangeable within the top 30 as it is. Well, I think a lot of it is your argument over if if longevity is a big thing for you. Because yeah. with people like Carl Malone, like he's the second, or no, I guess he's third now with all-time scoring. Or like Barkley, Dirk. KG, both a lot of those guys played 16 to 20 years in the league. I mean, I would argue that in even the short amount of time that Giannis has been, he's accomplished more than some of them have. But yeah, I would say 20 is fair. Yeah, I don't like how much Carl Malone's mentioned in today's episode. But <laughs> let's move along, and then we'll go with the number three. I have there uh, Nikola Jokic, Stephen Curry. I also have Stephen Curry at three. How is your thing about impacting winning basketball and LeBron's top two without making the playoffs? Like, I j- I'm saying it. You don't need to defend it because you already defended it. I just need to let it out there. Um, it's not all about winning. It's also about being the greatest player of all time on the basketball court. We're talking about currently right and, now, not the past. Okay. And LeBron is the second best player on the basketball court right now, today. At least I don't have number one, okay? Um <laughs> but we're talking about Curry here. Hold on. Why do you have Curry at three? I mean, same thing with Luke Don. I mean, he's Curry. I mean, that's one of the things. It's it's just, I mean, with him winning the championship this past year, I think he proved last season that he was still – because there was people doubting after he was hurt in 2020 that, oh, you know, he needs Kevin Durant. That was a stupid take. It always was a stupid take. I mean, he showed last year that he can carry – a team, and honestly, the reason why the Golden State Warriors team was so good isn't necessarily that Curry was carrying them. Not saying because he's obviously the best player on the team. He, I think, Curry took his play up to another level in the playoffs, and he usually does, despite the narrative to say that he crumbles in the finals or whatever. Like that's it's stupid. But I mean, this past season he averaged twenty six five and six with a steal. I mean, I would say the reason why I have him, I have Jokic above him. I just think at least during the regular season, his efficiency wasn't where it was in past seasons. He shot only 44% from the field and 38 from three. It's not the same elite, elite shooting that we're accustomed to seeing from him. He hasn't proved as a defender. He's, he's an underrated playmaker, and he's the greatest shooter ever. And again, as I said, he elevates his play in the playoffs. I'm trying to pull the numbers up. One quick little quick. thing. I will say his, his efficiency was down this season because of that little stretch where he was playing awful. 
Um, but other than that, his efficiency was on par with the rest of his career. So he wasn't playing awful during that stretch. Awful he, for Curry. He was – no, I was going to say, like, for, for awful for Curry, yes. He was shooting awfully. He was still driving well. His mid-range shot was still hitting. But he wasn't able to, for the first time in his life, hit a three-pointer to save his life most games. Yeah. Which that comes down to a lot of probably – he wouldn't probably ever admit it, but pressure coming from – breaking that record or like trying to break it in like a huge game with like 10 or 14 threes because he was shooting like he shot like 20 threes during that <laughs> game when he was within like 13 threes or 14 to break the three point the single game record and the all-time record like he was trying to do too much during that time and the Warriors were winning so it was like oh I could do this and it's gonna be fine and then like right before the playoffs too people got to remember he hurt his knee and then came back scorching yeah, and I'm gonna talk about Curry a bit more because y'all have him at this spot. I have him later on. And so I think again, like to go point back to like the thing of like it's important like to recognize like the success of the Warriors team is in solely because of Curry. Because if you actually look at the numbers, um, if you look at their offensive rating, they were 17th this past season. They were a below average offensive team during the regular season, but they were the best defense in the league. The reason why they won games. Well, one of the, the main reasons is because of their defense. They played really good defense. They're a really good team, and you know their system's great. Don't I hate when people say that Stephen Curry's a system player? He's not. <laughs> he is the system. It's the fact that he's so good at moving off the ball. I mean, if you actually play basketball, trying to move around all game, you get exhausted. The fact he's able to do that for thirty-four to thirty-three minutes at a really high level and able to put up you know, historic numbers like he does night in and night out, like, and putting him at three is not a slight. I just feel that the guys that have ahead of him are better basketball players at this point. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, and I will say Curry did have an all-star starter on his team this season. He had a, uh, <laughs> he had uh, Kevon Looney who performed like a top 20 NBA player at certain points in the playoffs. He also had uh, Draymond Green, who we all know what Draymond Green can do. And then he also had a washed Clay Thompson. Um, so Clay Thompson is not <laughs> yeah. washed. Is he still getting his, his land legs under him because he's on the boat too much during the off season. And when he was recovering for those injuries, yes. Kevon Looney was playing really good. Top 20 playing. No, he was grabbing at certain points. He was also grabbing rebounds against a small ball uh, Mavericks team in which they didn't have a big man out there, so it was easy for him to grab a rebound. And then the uh, Grizzlies series, like he wasn't out rebounding them then, but then during that one series, then people were like, oh, Looney deserves the conference finals MVP. Oh, look at Kevon Looney. You, MVP, you were that, Kevon you Looney. Were that person. Like, I was I, saying that jokingly because it, it was a hilarious take, hilarious because of how – dumb it was so that's why i was saying it just like bringing up andrew wiggins whenever uh my roommate across from me brings him up being like oh yeah andrew wiggins is the greatest player ever like it's a dumb take so it's funny so it's able to joke around with to be fair to clay thompson he was the second highest scorer for them in the playoffs this past year so i i think wash is a little much he's definitely i don't think he's at the same level he was before the injuries yeah but wash is a stretch yeah i don't think he's washed i just said that to make yeah get him mad yeah Yeah. that's that's fair you're trying to trigger me i'll trigger y'all later with my list so it's fine um but clay clay uh, clay thompson is worse than from before his injury obviously that's what i was trying to 1000 percent um but yeah like you were hitting to earlier holden i just think people ahead of him are just better basketball players just that simple we want to move on number two, or who did you have at three? I had Jokic at three. We've already talked about Jokic enough. Mm-hmm. I agreed with all the things that Holden was saying. Well, you be, uh, why are you looking like that? No, go ahead. I'm trying to think. You're trying to think? Okay. Well, then we can move on to number two. So, number two, Holden? Uh, Nikola Jokic. Number two, I got LeBron. Giannis Antetokounmpo. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So, you got Giannis at two. Yes. Jokic at three. Yes. Oh, I'm stupid. I know he has one. Uh-huh. <laughs> of course you should know who I have at one. I have at number one, since it's already obvious, Wardell Stephen Curry, NBA champion, finals MVP now. About time. He uh, should have gotten it over Iggy during that one finals. Uh, no, know that. that was the LeBron stopper, okay? Okay, he's the LeBron stopper. You're looking at me in the eyes like you actually believe that, and you do not <laughs> believe that a day in your life. 
I'm gonna go back and look LeBron average in that series. LeBron actually like I don't understand why he was called LeBron Cyber because LeBron had LeBron like stats that season. What season was that? Was that the that was 2015, I believe. Okay. 2014, 2015. Year. So 2014, 2015, LeBron. Oh, I'm looking at just playoffs. I need to go so, to the finals. So all right, so finals? I pulled up the series, and so LeBron in that series he averaged 36, 13, and nine. <laughs> but I will say he did shoot the ball under 40 percent from the field. However, Jeremiah and I were actually talking about this earlier. I mean, who's he gonna pass the ball to? Facts. Mozgov, <laughs> J.R. Smith. I'm literally just reading the names off. Tristan Thompson, Del Vadova, Iman Shumpert. Mike Miller, Kendrick Perkins. <laughs> like, what, what, what are we talking about right now? For those now? of you that don't see, uh, Holden currently is wearing a uh, New Orleans Pelicans, Kendrick Perkins jersey, Mardi Gras edition. Go Long to, sl- to- sleeved jersey as well. It is one of the sleeved jerseys. Go Pels, baby. <laughs> Top four seed in the West this year. But, and then I would say just you having LeBron at two, I feel like you, you stated it a bit earlier that it's a part of your bias of – him in your mind being the greatest player of all time that that goes into it a little bit so i'm not we, we've already touched on lebron enough in my mind that he, he he got a whole thing with him being off of our list but i just you 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 tell us again why he's number two okay, still I'm, just, I'm gonna just do a short little snippet i think year 20 year 20 is going to be a uh <laughs> why are you doing that i'm, I'm just waiting i'm listening <laughs> i think year 20 for lebron is going to be a significantly better year for him i think um last season yes he scored 30 um and yes he did all that he could do to win basketball and yes his entire team around him lost the games for him um but i think the lakers did an all right maybe you could say good i'm not sure if you, i would say good but did a okay job of bringing in different players um i feel like the team that he put around him is adequate i feel like they're going to win more games like everyone's going to see LeBron and be like, oh, maybe this isn't going to be his last year or last two years. He can actually go three, four more years at an elite level. Um, LeBron, in my opinion, I would take in just this year over the players below him and Curry, Luka, Jokic, KD, and Bede. Um, LeBron, just the way that he plays basketball, the way that he can guard all positions, the way that he can literally play all positions, uh, the versatility that he has, the playmaking ability that he has, the scoring ability that he has. He's improved his three-point shot. Um, although he has that weak um, <laughs> look at the ball and shoot the three, it works. His bag is deep, man. <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, He's I, a hooper. I would just I, I would just take LeBron. Maybe it's bias coming in, but in my mind, I would take LeBron over the players below him to be a better player and win basketball games. So I have a couple things to um, – I don't know if counter's the word, but – I think one of the things, like, honestly, I really don't think the Lakers are better this season. Like, oh, is Patrick Beverly going to help them? Sure. He's going to contribute to more technical fouls for them uh, during the season. But, I mean, look at the lineup. I mean, are you going to start Thomas Bryant? Thomas Bryant is a – almost said good. He is a – Just <laughs> just play Anthony Davis at center. It's that simple. I, I agree, but he's not – they're not going to do that. Because he's even soft. Though, even though AD should play center. He's not going to. He's no. not man enough to do that. And so, and my thing with like you saying LeBron can play any position, he can guard any position, that may have been true. I think it would have been fair to say four to five years ago, but it was true last season. He played center. He guarded center. He played other positions. He can but just play because all you, the positions. Just because you guarded them doesn't mean you guard them well. He guarded them adequately for the defenders around him. LeBron, he doesn't he there's very rare times now where he will guard up the best player on the opposing team. Where he'll guard I whenever I watch the games, this is the games that I watch, he guards the worst player who's just sitting in the corner. He just watches them. He'll sometimes contest. And most of the time he's just waiting to get the rebounds, pat okay, his rebound stats. I got a question for you. Uh huh. Of all the players on the list Besides Giannis, who's going to be number one for you and me, okay. who guards the best player on the opposite team? Let's see. I would the say an- the answer is none of them. Kawhi the Leonard. Oh, I didn't. I forgot about Kawhi. <laughs> Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> but he plays. Um, but no one. The answer is no one. KD. No, no, I don't. I wouldn't agree with that. Wardell, <laughs> Stephen Curry does. I will. I also. I think. Well, I think it also like it depends on the context though, because that's one. Because that's your argument for one of LeBron's con cards. With Jokic, for example, no one's saying that about him. That's not his role on the team. His role is to play drop coverage, 
protect the rim, and get the rebound. For Steph Curry, it's a lot of times hide. hiding. But yeah. it, even if when he hides, even though when he they does put, a great job at it, yeah, say, when yeah. he puts him in pick and roll, and that's and Luca's getting better at it mm-hmm. with Kevin Durant. I mean, it's more of a similar thing to LeBron, and like Embiid is just same as Jokic, drop coverage, protect him. No one's asking Embiid or Jokic to pick up someone ninety-four feet mm-hmm. and guard up. It's just that when you're splitting hairs with these players, it's just like if you're going to make the argument that he can do those things, and he really can't do it at that high of a level anymore. I would argue the last couple of years, like could Le- LeBron guard some centers? Sure. But is he checking Jokic? No. Is he checking Embiid? No. Is he checking even Towns? No. Well, I mean, you have AD for that when he's there. What's well, well, that's what I'm saying. Is like, I don't know. It's just I was I was trying to think of the other thing I was going to get at, but if it comes to me, I'll let you know. Okay. Well, so, while you're thinking, y'all saying that Curry hides on defense. He was not hiding during this past Finals or the past playoffs. He was not hiding. They would put him in pick and rolls, but he was not hiding and was able to make plays. Well, so like in, in the he, he wasn't hiding. He was blitz. They were blitzing the pick and roll, so he had to be involved. But if they were to go at Curry, it would be like a awful idea because the blitz defender would essentially double team and they would have a trap right there. It's it's just wasn't who? he wasn't hiding, but they were implementing the system defensive system around him to to have consequences on the players that attack Curry. Who was he guarding that series? Marcus Smart? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was a rotation. He was guarding Smart or Derek White. Well, yeah, well, Derek White's coming off the bench. Like He's their sixth man. But, I mean, Marcus Smart, all he does is just shoot threes. And, I mean, he's not, like, the type of guy who's going to go and create his own shot. Was I saying – but I wasn't making the point that, oh, yes, he's guarding the best Well, player. yeah, I know. Also, but... you got to look at this man is 6'3 with some padding in his shoes probably. He's the smallest man on the court most of the time when he's out there. So is he going to be guarding the best player on the court? Probably not because, like Gage said, a lot of times the best player on the court is a wing or a center unless you're Stephen Curry. He's the only guard on any of ours list that especially he's the smallest guard to be able to – Luke is a guard. Luke is a guard. Okay, Luke is a guard, but also like – He's big. He's a big guard. It's a big – It's a big forward size It's a big guard. It's like – it's like magic. Oh yeah, he's the greatest point guard of all time. He could in like points with him, he could play any position. Cur- Curry can't play every position. Is that his fault? No, it's not his fault that he's 6-2. But it also takes away as being a great player in my opinion. If you can't play defense at a elite level, just because you just say, "Oh, but he's small." You can't knock that debt for him. Yes, I can knock it for him. He can't play elite defense cuz of size. I was saying, yes, you can knock him for it, but also like you take any of these other players, you make them 6'2", how good are they going to be? Think about that. Is Jokic going to be the same? But is, the players aren't 6'2". I feel like, no, nah, I, I don't like that argument. Yeah, I don't either, no. But with being able to do what you can do with the size that you have, well, the how thing, small you are. Well, so the thing, for example, like obviously if you take a shrink machine and you go to Jokic, you're like, oh, you're 6'2 now. Like, yeah, of course there's going to be some adjustments, but he didn't train his body or train himself as a basketball player to be six foot two it's that i'm a seven foot behemoth and i will back you down in the paint i'm hit you with great post work he has great shooting touch all world passing people will say like oh he's the greatest passer ever duh but i mean i would argue that he's i mean i can make the argument he's the best passer in the league period just the way that how he views the court and just like they don't like they don't even double team nicole yogish anymore because <laughs> double teaming him is worse than just letting the, the opponent get cooked because if you double team, he will find the open man and he will find the best shot for the team. And so I don't know. I just don't think like that that argument does well. I was just bringing up that argument to show, with the lack of size and physicality that he has, what he's doing on the court with these bigger players. Yeah, I mean that thing that's to his credit. But yeah. I mean it's just a fact that I mean. He's six three, and there's just limit. And but even though there are players that are six three, there are elite defensive players. Gary Payton is someone, for example, who is smaller. Chris Paul, he's six foot, and he's an elite defensive player in his prime. Yeah, I about to say not anymore, but in his prime, yes. And like, I mean, you can go down a list of a lot of like great all time point. Jason Kidd, Jason Kidd's like six four. He's bigger, but like there are there are guys who have been that size who have the capabilities of being great defensive players. It's just that that's just not Steph's strength. Mm-hmm. 
not a not knock on him. I mean, yeah. it is yeah. to a certain extent, but it's not like he sucks. I mean, just mm-hmm. splitting hairs. I do want to ask you, why do you have Giannis at two? Because I have Curry. Well, it's more of a I have Curry at one because of what well, yeah. he was able to do during. I have. I have. <laughs> it's more of a Thanks like. For that. <laughs> okay, that I'm saying the same exact argument that you have used and saying, oh, all these other players are good, but I would much rather have this one above the list said, like what you've said with LeBron. So it's not more of oh, Giannis is bad for this reason, that reason. No, it's I have Curry above him because of what he was able to do in the playoffs, because of them winning the championship, because of him beating. Before the playoffs, or I forget if before the finals started, one of your former top five players in the league, before he got embarrassed in the playoffs, <laughs> and I, I, I want you to say on record that you had Jason Tatum in your top five, and now he's not even near there. You didn't have Curry in your top five, and now he's there. I, I will say that um, I fell victim to recency bias. I saw Jason Tatum balling. I was like, hey, he has top five potential. He might be top five at the end of this playoff run if he keeps going like he's doing. Um, and he didn't. Uh, so it, that is what it is. Jay, Jason you didn't say that. You said what he did was I top say? five. You no, said I, said, I said, I think he's top five. And, no. and then I know this is what the conversation <laughs> said. I said, I think Tatum might be top five. And you said, no, he's not. Curry's top five. I was like, Curry's not top five. And you're like, and you got pissed. I was like, okay, Jason Tatum's top five. You're mad? I like it. <laughs> you didn't say that. Jason Tatum's I a came, top ten player. I came into this household because I was told by Matt that you said that he was top five. And I was like, you have Jason Tatum top five and not Curry? And you said, yeah, I have Jason Tatum top five. Because you got mad about it. Um, but Jason Tatum, <laughs> up to the finals, he played amazing. Um, but... I looked into it recently. I believe the reason that he didn't, he still played amazing in the finals, but I think the reason he didn't score amazingly in the finals was because his legs gave out. He was playing a lot of games because their, their, their um, series weren't going to game seven. Uh, he's playing a lot of minutes. He's not even on my basketball reference. Let me pull him up. Um, <laughs> I didn't have him in my list. Um, but he, his legs just gave out, so he didn't have his legs underneath him in a shot. But he was still impacting uh, the game in a defensive way. And he was also playmaking in a great way as well that they needed. Um, where I'm sure you'll pull up the finals that he played. What Do you have his stats, Holden, from the uh, finals? Uh, I can get them to you in a couple seconds. Okay. So even me bringing that up was more of just like wanting to on record – you talking about how you had Jason Tatum above two-time MVP and already champion Curry. Um, I had him above him, yes, because Curry was not. Curry was, Curry, Curry was injured. Curry was. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? The tell, tell, say the stats. Say the stats. 22 points, seven boards, seven assists, a steal and a block, 37% shooting, uh-huh. 46 from three and 66 from the line. Okay. That's Okay, yeah. uh, I agree. His shooting was awful, but he still impacted the game. I would like you I can't just look at Jalen Brown had a better series than him. I would agree, but Jason Tatum still played really well. Besides the shooting, everything else in his game was still good. Um, and I believe we won't see that from him in the playoffs again. I think that he'll be back at his elite level throughout the entire playoffs if he makes it to the to the finals again. Um, I just think that because he had never had a playoff run that deep before and because he was being used so much. How many minutes per game was he playing? 41. Exactly, and he was playing that many minutes in the rounds before that as well. Um, He was just gassy. I think he lost his legs, so he lost his shot. But uh, stats don't always tell everything. If you were watching the games, you could tell that besides shooting, Jason Tatum was having an amazing season. He was impacting the game in a lot of ways that was needed. Um, But – why are we talking about Jason Tatum? He's I was also about. curious. I, was like, <laughs> I brought up I brought up Tatum as to bring up the point of you not having Curry top five, and just me pointing out a little bit that you've always underrated Curry a little bit, probably a little bit, just because you you hate him. I mean, you hate that I hate I hate him. You underrated Curry probably before you even really knew me. Well, I will say a lot of people underrated Curry because if you unless you are trying to go back and like lie 
everyone thought KD was a better player than Curry on the Warriors. Everyone thought that. Unless you're gonna go back and lie to yourself, Holden, did you think KD was better than Curry? So here's so here's the thing with that. <laughs> I think it's a more complicated issue because I would say that it's fair to say that Kevin Durant was a more talented player mm-hmm. than Seven Curry on the Warriors. I would I would say that Seven Curry is a more valuable player for the Golden State Warriors. Okay, so. Looking back at it now, I will say I think Curry was a better player than KD at the time. But at the time when they were winning, it was the most popular opinion that KD was the best player. Well, yeah, because we all saw him in Oklahoma City and where he was ridiculous. Yeah. And then he kind of stepped back a little bit in Golden State. Mm -hmm. But Stephen Curry, I mean, yeah, granted, KD was the one who won the finals MVPs. Yeah. But also, I don't think it would have been preposterous if Curry got one or two of those mm. in those years. I have to go back. I haven't looked at it in a yeah. while, but I, I don't think, think it's crazy. I think KD deserved those two uh, MVPs, uh, finals MVPs. Um, but the Iguodala one, um, I'm not going to say Curry deserved it because that's going to give uh, Jeremiah satisfaction. But I could see it if it went his way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I want to talk about Giannis, man. I don't want to talk about Curry anymore. I want to talk about Giannis, the best player in the NBA. Okay, I was just talking about Curry since I have him number one. In which, with the list, like it was when I was creating the list, it was only one thing was set in stone before like twenty minutes of recording. That was uh, Luca at four and Jokic at three, and then I did not know if I was going to have Curry or Giannis or KD or LeBron at five. Like Curry or Giannis at one and two. Mm-hmm. And then I know it's my bias with being an absolute Curry fanboy with having him at one. But also I would say him winning the championship, that was what had me put him there. If they didn't win the championship, he wouldn't be number one for me. But it's whoever is at the top of the mountain right now. And the Warriors are at the top of the mountain because of Curry. Like how Holden said, he isn't a system player. The system is him. Yeah. Um, but I, talking about my boy Giannis here. Um, I have Giannis at one because not only is he every year a defensive player of the year candidate and an elite defensive player, but he is an MVP candidate every year. Um, he is elite in almost every aspect of his game. Um, I mean, people try to dog his game and say he's not a good playmaker. He is a good playmaker because whenever he drives, everyone literally like cuts off their man and goes attacks Giannis, and he can – he can make those passes. He can get people those shots. Um, Giannis is just, as his name is, a freak. Um, like he is a one of one player just for how long he is, how big he is. Pause. Um, <laughs> um, I just think no one's better than Giannis, in my opinion. Just no one. No one's better than. Him. What do you think, Holden? Why do you have him at one? Uh, of course, sort of for the similar reasons. I mean, I think honestly for the past two to three seasons, I think there's a case that he's been the best player in basketball ever since. I mean, really like the year before, like before the bubbles, well, yeah, 2020, I would say he's probably been, I would say he's the best player on the planet. But I think the thing that people, as you said, like he's an elite level scorer, you know, you see some people on Twitter that make stupid takes that he doesn't have a bag, so he's not good. That's stupid. That's stupid. He still scores the basket at a high efficiency I mean, and high value. He's a super efficient player. He's dominant in the paint. He's improving as a shooter on the perimeter. As Gage said, he's just an elite defensive player. You know, he he does. He's not the type of guy where at certain points he'll guard the best player on the team. But a lot of times his role on the defense is he plays sort of free safety. You sort of saw that because people were. Come on, I complain about that whenever they played the Nets two years ago, where they're like, why doesn't he just check up KD? I was like, well, because his role on defense is what he does so well is that he's able to guard his man. But if someone gets past him, you're getting gobbled up at the rim by him and Brooke Lopez. Like, yeah. that's why their defense is so good. They don't allow points in the paint and they don't allow threes. They want you to shoot everything from the mid range because it's not as efficient of a shot. And during the playoffs, Giannis always. Um, steps up his play. I mean, yes. we saw in the finals, I mean, he he closed out of the series scoring 50 points and hitting 17 of 19 with his free throws. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just dominant. Like, he is this generation's version of Shaquille O'Neal. He's not, he may not necessarily be as good as Shaq is at his peak, mm-hmm. but he's that version of it. And yeah. as I mentioned earlier, 
if Chris Middleton, who was very underrated, by the way, if he, if he did not get hurt in that series against Chicago, they're going to win the finals because yeah. they would have, they almost beat Boston in seven mm-hmm. without him. They would have beaten Miami. They already smacked Miami the year before. They'd be like, oh, with that Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry was a garbage can that series, <laughs> so that's irrelevant. Jimmy Butler was carrying that team, which, mm-hmm. I mean, Jimmy Butler's probably like nine or ten on my list, probably if I had to go look. But I don't think it's a crazy take to have him in the top ten. Nine. And then you have the Warriors, which I think would have been a competitive series, but I think top, I think top down, like if you take – the top six players in that series. I mean, I would argue Milwaukee had maybe four of the six, maybe. I don't know. I have to go back and look. But, I mean, they're, I would say their top level, Milwaukee's top level of talent is better than Golden State's. Yes, Golden State had more depth, but I don't think Milwaukee's depth was bad, though. They had Drew's pretty good locking depth. locking up Curry. No. He was slowing him down. You just, you, just, you just said that you just said that to like to zone me in to, with <laughs> with a passionate statement of saying no because of my bias, but no. I just well also like because my biggest thing like because I was talking with Jeremiah about this before this podcast is like me trying to figure out how do I rank these players and I think the things that are important are stats. I mean, obviously, like what what are the numbers you put up? What type of success that you lead your team to in the regular season? Um, health. I think is a big thing. Um, if you can stay on the court, if you can't stay on the court, raising your game in the playoffs, are you the type of guy where you excel in pressure situations or do you shrink in the moment and you sort of underperform? And then another thing is if like, do you make your teammates better? Like, are you a type of guy where you want your team, what you want, like your teammates love you and you increase their play. Like I think guys like Giannis does that. Jokic does that. Curry does that. It's so I don't know about Luca too much about that. It seems that way. I don't know him and Kristaps's relationship was a little icy, <laughs> but um, but yeah. So I think and and all those things. I think Giannis checks all those boxes. I think Gage kind of mentioned this. I think out of all the guys that we've mentioned, besides Embiid, I would say all the people in the top five. He's a two way player. Yeah, you can't say that about those other guys. And honestly, if Embiid was healthy more, he'd be in my top five. But that's the biggest thing is the health. Because he's, he's finished top two in MVP the past two seasons. Yeah, but like I said earlier, I feel like MVP is very situational-based. Uh, even if Embiid's healthy, I don't think he's top five for me personally. But y'all also would probably put him over LeBron. and I put him over LeBron because I think, not to go back to like another parts of the list, but I mean, he was, I mean, he led the league in scoring this year. I mean, he averaged 30. Mm-hmm. He was an elite defender. He was a great rebounder. A lot of the season, I mean, he really, yeah, he got hardened towards the end of the year, but I mean, he didn't have Ben Simmons. I mean, he had Tobias Harris, Maxi are good players. But, I mean, he had a d- pretty good supporting cast. But the thing is with Embiid, besides the bubble year where he just destroyed Ennis Canner in the bubble when they played the Celtics. Uh, Ennis Freedom. Oh, excuse me. My mistake. Ennis Freedom. Put some respect on his new name. He's unemployed. Someone do not give him a shot, please. But every year in the playoffs, he's underperformed or he's hurt. And so that's why he kind of drops off for me because, like, but among the guys who we consider at least in the consistency of the, the consensus of the top five, Giannis can get you a bucket on anybody, and he can guard up. Yep. So I think that's a big reason why I think Giannis is the best player on the planet. Yep. I feel like that's going to be consistent number one um, for most NBA rational NBA fans. Um, but I do understand. Are you calling me irrational? No, no, no. Let me finish. <laughs> I do understand why you have Curry at one. It's kind of why I have LeBron at two. Um, I understand it, and I, I'm not going to hate you for it, but it's just based on bias. It's all it is, you know? If you would hate me for a basketball take, I would kind of be sad. <laughs> like, if I would be ha- – I, I could be hated for many things, but a basketball take, uh. <laughs> If people want more uh, Giannis, Jokic, and Luka appreciation, go watch Eurobasket. Those guys Facts. are destroying out Facts. there. Yeah. Uh, shout out Alf- Alfred Singoon. Alfred Singoon. However you say it. Yeah. <laughs> Close enough. That's he's he's over good. There, they're over there playing like actual plumbers, like people trying to say. LeBron, that's uh, that's not play. true. That's, that's not, not true. <laughs> they're, they're, I'll, I'll find a plumber. Also, my boy Jonas Valanciunas is killing it for Lithuania, <laughs> by the way. He's been better than DeMontis Sabonis this entire run. Hey, somebody give Dennis Schroeder a job, man. Shout out. Hey, Lakers, give him a job. <laughs> no. Nobody nobody within the Lakers organization probably wants him back. I mean, send him on the bench every game. I don't care, but we can we need that depth, you know, in case someone gets hurt. Oh, we we know that y'all need depth. Y'all need a lot of things. 
Uh, listen, so my biggest thing about the Lakers' downfall is that the Pelicans get all their picks. So I want them to lose. <laughs> I want Victor Wimbanyana. So I want y'all to absolutely just we implode. We won't be that bad. We won't be that bad. I don't know. We'll see how Russell Westbrook eh, plays this year. Y'all could luck out and win the lottery, and then the Pelicans win the lottery and have Zion and Victor Wimbanyama. Would, and Brandon Ingram would, and CJ McCollum and Herb bad. Jones and Trey Murphy. <laughs> we'll trade Valanciunas. I love him, but adios. <laughs> I feel bad if Victor ended up on that team because, like, he's not going to get his moments. He's not going to get the volume. He'll get his moments when he's carrying his championship rings on his fingers. <laughs> that's what that's what that'll be his moment when he's with Zion Williamson and Brandon Bi. And then the moment that that happens is when LeBron uh, demands a trade to go to the Warriors. Hey, I'd be down to see it. <laughs> um, but before we get too deep into the uh, Pelicans talk, I want to uh, try to save that because I believe we're going to have a expectations for Pelicans episode later in the year before they start up. Um, Holden looks so excited. <laughs> I, I think I should do an entire uh, standings preview personally. That'd be fun. Um, but I think that's going to uh, wrap it up for us. Um, if everyone wants to say the list one more time before we head out. I got John- Giannis at one, LeBron at two. Curry at three, Luka at four, Jokic at five, KD at six, and Beat at seven. Like I said, my two through really six can be, depending on the day, moved around. Uh, but that's just the way I put it today. Uh, my list again, I have Giannis at one, uh, Nicole Jokic at two, Seth Curry at three, Luka Doncic at four, uh, Kevin Durant at five, Joel Embiid at six, LeBron James at number seven, and then shout out to Kawhi Leonard at number eight. And then I have... Wardell, Stephen Curry at number one, Giannis at two, Jokic at three, Luka at four, KD at five. And then that's all we have for this episode. I want to thank Holden for joining us for this episode. Appreciate it. And then this has been Based on Biased. Peace. <laughs>